Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular's single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in. It's Sharp Money here on VSIN. And before we get to our guy, MLB Dream, as the sports betting markets continue to grow, so does VSIN. You can hear VSIN 24 7 now in the city of Richmond on 1480 The Line. Welcome to the family, Richmond, Virginia, 1480 The Line. And thank you for checking out VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Jeff Parles. I'm all Shaws here. Dustin Sweetelson is here. And now joining us, you can find his work over at FTN. It is MLB Dream with us right now. Dream, how you doing today? Pretty good, guys. Thanks for having me on. Tuesday, not a huge card, but let's uh, try to find some winners today. Absolutely, Dream. And let's just start before we get into your plays. You're a big Orioles fan. The O's have the number one seed in the American League entering the final full week of July. I, Dream, I still think they're disrespected across the board here, whether it's uh, single game markets, futures odds. But what are your thoughts as an Orioles fan, again, a year or two ahead of schedule? And that's just it, man. It's it's definitely a couple of years ahead of schedule. And I'll be completely honest, going into the season, I didn't expect them to finish much better than third. I thought they'd kind of be hanging around with the Red Sox. They're they're playing well above their heads. I should probably stop betting against them. I was on the Rays over over the weekend, I think once or twice. Didn't go too well. I mean, they're having a little issue with their starting pitchers. A lot of guys have already reached their max, not reached their max inning limit, but it's getting close. And I don't know. I guess I'm kind of waiting for the trade deadline to kind of readjust, I guess, my uh, rankings or my uh, you know real opinion of them. When you look at that in terms of factor with the innings limits that you discussed with this team, do you think they go out and acquire an arm? Because they have some good talent in terms of younger players that could potentially trade away. And if so, who would you look at them getting? Yeah, I mean, they pretty much have to, right? You yeah. look at even their back end of their bullpen that's been lights out in Batista and Cano. They've pitched four out of the last five days. They're probably going to get a couple days off. You mentioned the prospects. They are absolutely stacked as far as middle infield goes and top prospects. I think Michael I should be looking to the uh, that AL Central, maybe take one of those guys from the White Sox. I would absolutely love Chialito. I don't know if he's going to pay up that much. Maybe we're looking at like a Lance Lynn or maybe even an Eduardo Rodriguez. 
but I'm expecting maybe one or two arms as long as uh, Elias doesn't get outbid here on the uh, trade deadline. Orioles begin a series in Philadelphia tonight, a, a good quality series in the, uh, the I-95 corridor. Uh, Philly's a small favorite tonight with uh, Sanchez minus 120 at DK on the Phillies, even money on Kramer and the O's tonight. Dream, before we get into your plays, obviously Shohei Otani up at the end of the year contract-wise. The question everyone's asking, I'm curious on your thoughts of, do you think Otani is going to be moved at the deadline a little over a week from now? I mean, honestly, going into this season, I was a lot more confident that he would be moved. And he should be moved, especially with the injury to Trout and just where the Angels are in the playoff race. But I just don't really think that – I don't think it will happen. It won't look good for the Angels as a team or won't look good for the owner. There's no way that they can actually get fair value back for this kind of superstar. So I'm guessing maybe they'll you know put his name out there, but they eventually just will decline and won't get in quite enough of a return for him. It's an interesting point you bring up there. I do agree with you that you're not going to get what you need in return for him, but I feel like if they think the guy's going to walk in, in your opinion, where do you think he winds up next year? And even if you're not certain of where you think he goes, is it almost definitive that he's not back with the Angels? <laughs> I mean, if you look at his body language from this year to last year, you notice a little bit more frustration, just a little bit like he's just not as happy there. I don't think there's any shot he ends up with the angels to be honest. I wanted to look into how he fares in high humidity and high weather situations. I know he was in Baltimore a couple years ago and he didn't do that. Well, that's something I haven't looked into yet, but I think it's safe to assume either the Dodgers, Seattle or the Padres will end up with Otani next year. And of course the Mets will be in the bidding too, but it's hard to see him leaving that West coast. Dodgers uh, favorites of where he will end up at the end of the season. Uh, not right now. The, the odds up right now at DraftKings. where will Otani be? After the August 1st deadline, the Angels still a significant favorite, minus 300. All right, let's go uh, Let's go first to Minneapolis here. Let's start at the home side of things here with the Mariners visiting the Twins. Kenta Maeda gets the ball for Minnesota. Five and a half is his strikeout prop dream. Oh, yeah. I mean, you look at Kenta, and he's we've been kind of waiting for the Dodgers version to show up in Minnesota for a couple of years now. He's battled a bunch of injuries, but since coming off the injured list, I think he has a string, uh, strikeout percentage of around 35%, which would put him, I think, second or third overall. It's a small sample, right? It won't be that high over the next four or five stars, but he's been showing great stuff. And if you look at Seattle, I think they're first or second. Minnesota and Seattle actually one and two in strikeout percentage against right-handed pitching this year. That's for the full season. That's over the last 30 days. So these are two teams that I've been going after in the strikeout market. Let's go to the matchup tonight in Philadelphia at Citizens Bank. Uh, and I want to ask you one other thing. We talked about it briefly in this one, but this Phillies team, how do you view them right now in the National League? Atlanta, obviously the gold standard. But do you think Philadelphia is a team that you would kind of consider maybe as a second betting favorite from your perspective to potentially come out of the National League? Uh, yeah, I actually, I, I would agree with that. I've been kind of waiting for them. I haven't checked the standings in a couple of days, but I've been kind of waiting for them to overtake the Marlins. I, I assume that's that's happened by now. The yeah. Phillies have been playing some solid ball lately. Um, and we're, we should pretty much expect the Mets to, to sell at this point. So I do think they are significantly better than the Marlins. And they're not, obviously, nobody's good as at the Nobody is as good as the Braves, in my opinion, but they should be that second team to come out of the, uh, AL, the NL East, and they should probably ask, you know, get a wild card spot. Right now, Philadelphia half game behind, or actually with the loss by the Giants this afternoon, the Phillies, Giants, and Marlins all tied for wild card number three in the NL. Again, Phillies, like Amal said, taking on the Orioles 
later tonight. Going back to Minneapolis, though, you mentioned it. Twins and Mariners, both high strikeout teams. At least Castillo, usually a high strikeout guy with a six and a half tonight. Yeah, Castillo has the 11th highest strikeout percentage in the majors this season. One thing, I'll be honest, one thing I don't love about this matchup is the fact that these two teams, this exact matchup just happened a week ago, right? So that when, when that happens, you have to expect that the hitters have a better idea of what's coming and how they're going to be attacked by the starting pitcher. But I think you know, both these guys easily cleared the number in their last start. I think Castillo was in the double digits, if I'm not mistaken. So these aren't large numbers again tonight. Um, and I, against these strikeout heavy teams, I do expect that, you know, Castillo will get his seven, Maedo get his six, and uh, we should cash here. Yeah, I like the call here on this one, especially with Castillo on the bump tonight. Uh, real quick, want to ask you about the National League Central. The Brew Crew and the Reds once again start a big three-game series. This time, this one taking place in Milwaukee. Uh, the Brewers dominated winning five of the last six before and after the All-Star break. Any particular leans either in the matchup tonight with Ashcraft and Ray going tonight for uh, Milwaukee, or Ray, Colin Ray, excuse me, um, in this series or just in this particular game? Not so much for – I looked in tonight's game. I have a slight lean to Milwaukee. The only thing that's kind of keeping me off – is um, Ashcraft has been much better over his last three or four starts. I think that coincided with a, him returning off the injured list. So he was a little banged up. Now the advanced numbers, the below the surface stats aren't that great. So it's kind of just a wait and see for me. Uh, Colin Ray is not a guy that like I love to back either. Um, so this is a game that I'll just sit back and watch. I'm, I think I'm in the minority here. I've been kind of not necessarily betting against the Reds as far as the money line goes, but I've been playing their opposing team totals for a good while now, and that's been going pretty well. But I, overall, I do like the Brewers to uh, win the series and win the division as well. Let's go to San Diego. Padres basically on the edge of playoff contention, five and a half behind Philly, San Francisco, and Miami now. They'll host the Pirates tonight. Your Darvish and uh, former first-round pick Priester goes for the Pirates, but you are looking at a team total in this one with San Diego is a big favorite tonight, almost $3 worth minus 260. Yeah, I bet the San Diego Padres at uh, over four and a half runs. I believe the juice was around minus 140, and before we hopped on, it's still right around there, so I would still recommend betting that. Fresh is making his second start. I was shocked to see that his first strike percentage was 25% in his first start. I don't know if I've ever seen one that low. He still managed to go six innings and, you know, was solid, but Padres offenses looked a little bit better minus yesterday, but I think that they get to the Pirates bullpen as well in in the middle innings, and they really shouldn't have too much trouble getting five runs here. I think I, I was a little bit late to the party today. I wanted to bet Darvish's strikeout prop as well at over six and a half, but the juice was probably up to minus 170, minus 175 when I got to that. So I left it off, and as far as the side goes, I like the Padres. If I'll get to that run line, I just don't really know how to bet them, so it's probably a game I'll end up leaving off. Dream, I don't know if you've got any spare time, but it must have been tough to get tickets if you were thinking about attending that Rockies-Nationals game tonight. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you look at this team. This is what surprised me in this matchup. Corbin's minus 155. I, I mean, this guy generally is out there. I didn't know if he actually pitches during the game or he just strictly throws batting practice. I'll be completely honest with you. I'm so not interested in this game. I didn't even spend the 10 minutes looking at it this morning. Perfect. I, I love Corbin's that answer. Minus 135. <laughs> minus 140 favorite. I said, what am I like? You don't want anything to do with the Rockies bullpen. Obviously it's a bullpen game for them. I don't really think you want to make a habit of betting on uh, Corbin here uh, as a favorite around the minus 140 range. The Nationals should win, probably hit their team total as well. But yeah, there should be a bunch of empty seats at Nats Park. This, this yeah, evening. absolutely. Jeff, I'm actually surprised to hit Dream's point that the fact that the Washington Nationals with Corbin on the bumper are favorite against almost anybody. 
<laughs> it's amazing. Rockies did just win a series over the weekend against Miami, though. So, hey. Trust me. I know. I was on the Marlins for all three games on the run line. <laughs> oh, for three. Oh, for three. Yep. Uh, extra Tenth inning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. One last one, though, uh, Dream. Uh, John Gray goes for Texas tonight. He, they're in Houston. Big matchup in the AL West. You're looking at uh, John Gray's strikeout total five and a half. Yeah, to be honest, a lot of the places moved to four and a half on this one, and I it's around plus one twenty five, which is probably worth maybe a half unit play or, or a smaller bet. I think it's kind of a flip whether or not it lands on four and five. He he's had a bunch of little little injuries this year. He got a comebacker on the elbow that he thought he broke his arm. He took a comebacker off the shin against the Rays. He's had a couple different blister issues, but ultimately over his last what six starts, he has a strikeout percentage of just below 15%. He's not getting many swings and misses. He looked a little bit better against Tampa, but I'd like to see him do it against a disciplined team like the Astros. They have the third lowest strikeout percentage against righties over the last 30. So uh, let's see uh, Greg get six tonight. He's MLB Dream. Again, find him on FTN on the tweets at MLB Dream. Dream, pleasure as always. Thanks for hanging out. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. Thank you. Ben McDonald joins us next. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in. It's Sharp Money here on VSIN. I'm Jeff Parles, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson with us right now, as always on the show. But now joining us live from the ballpark in Philadelphia tonight, the Orioles taking on the Phillies, former number one overall pick in the MLB draft out of LSU. You hear him now on Orioles broadcasts. 
It's Ben McDonald with us right now. Ben, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Yeah, man, my pleasure. Everybody, y'all doing okay? Yeah, we're we're doing pretty well. We're doing pretty. We're not well. doing as well as you guys are. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say y'all might y'all are doing well, but y'all might not be doing as good as, as the Baltimore Orioles. But not many people are right now. So we ride a pretty good wave right now. That is a hundred percent correct. And Ben, obviously, you're with the team every single day, coming off a gigantic series win against Tampa over the weekend to move two games in front of the Rays in the AL East. And Ben, look. Uh, Let's let's be honest here. I didn't think it was possible for this team to be this good this quickly. I, how far in front of expectations for you personally are they right now with the best record in the American League? Yeah, you know, look, maybe a year early. You know, I mean, I, I felt like the Orioles overachieved last year. They won 83 games last year, and I think most of the experts felt like, you know, when you overachieve one year, typically a team backs up a little bit. I think most projections had the Orioles winning in the mid-70s or the upper 70s this year. But this team's not taking a step back. It's taken two steps forward this year. Uh, you know, it, it, look, sometimes baseball is a hard game to explain what happens. Uh, you lose Cedric Mullins for a long time. Mount Castle goes out for a long time. We've had some injuries. But yet, Brandon Hyde just keeps plugging in the next guy, and they just keep performing. And, it, and this team, you know, I've said this the last two years, it's a young hungry team that was quite frankly beat on pretty bad the last four or five years, you know, and lost a lot of games, went through some very difficult times, as you guys know. Uh, but it's a team that just believes it can win. And and they, they won a lot of close games last year. They got their feet wet last year. They learned they got the big, at the big league level. And man, it's carried over this year. And, and look, 35 comeback wins this year. They got, I think they got the most comeback wins in baseball the last two years. It's just a team that's just, it's just got a lot of energy and just believes that they can win. So it's, it's been a fun team to watch for sure. Ben, I thought the series in Tampa this weekend was huge. Taking three out of four on the road against a race team that hasn't played great baseball really said a lot about this team. When you look at them right now, where they are in the standings, does anything change for them now that they're being chased as opposed to be the people chasing everyone else? I don't know. I don't think so. I think Brandon Hyde's had a, a really good pull to this team, you know, and the, the approach has been every day is to go out and play as hard as you can and leave it on the field every day. And that's kind of what this team's done, you know. And they've not got real caught up in what they're doing, to be honest with you. It's just about a different game every day, trying to win every game. And so uh, I think they know where they are in the standings, you know, the best record in the American League, second-best record overall. But I don't think it changes anything. I just think it's a, it's a team that just goes out and they try to perform. And, look, our pitching has been – you know, a lot of people say, well, they just don't have the pitching to do it as far as the starters go. Our starters have been really good. Now, you know our bullpen's good. You know, when you start running out Bautista and Cano on the back end and Baker, this is as good a back end of a bullpen as you're going to see in Major League Baseball. And when we get to that point, I mean, Felix Bautista, as you guys know, had a monster series in Tampa, you know, with a win and a couple saves in, in, in four games. And you're right. I mean, it's a, it's a place that we have not played well the last three or four years. But listen, not many people have played well in Tampa uh, in the last four or five years, to be honest. But the Orioles got a lot of confidence. They went in there in a huge series, arguably the biggest series of the year, and they knock off Tampa at home. Who's had their struggles in the second half and as of late. There's no doubt about that. But that's still a really good team with the number one pitching staff in baseball. And so it was some hard-fought games, you know, a lot of emotion, two one-run games, one two-run game yesterday. And so it's interesting to see against a really good Phillies team uh, that's in the playoff hunt, too, how the Orioles can perform and they get that energy level going again. Ben, I know it's 5 o'clock somewhere. Just stay with me on this question. Could this team potentially try and acquire Shohei Otani because you guys have a plethora of prospects and options? I mean, what would it do for the dynamic of this team? Because they, to me, feel like in a weak American league, 
already playing great baseball, one tremendous addition could put them over the top. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about that. Personally, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't see Mike Elias, who, who's our GM now in the fifth year, who has brought this minor league organization from really towards the bottom uh, to the number one minor league system. There's no doubt the Orioles have the talent to make a trade like that. But I don't see, I don't see Mike Elias being that aggressive and going to get a two-month rental and potentially giving away three or four of your best prospects in a minor league. I don't feel like that's going to happen. I think what's more likely to happen because the starters are throwing well. Grayson Rodriguez has come up from the minor leagues. You know, our, our, our superstar young pitcher, he's performed well his last two starts. And I think that might be the move that we're going to make as far as starters go. I think what's more likely to happen is you go boost that bullpen a little bit more, you know, and you try to shorten the game a little bit more and tell your starters, hey, give me five good innings. You guys give me five good innings. Keep us in the ball game. Then we can start running out some real dudes on the back end, and we can pitch with anybody in baseball on the back end with our relievers. So it feels like to me that's more likely what Mike Elias and the Orioles front office is going to do is go boost the bullpen a little bit and get another bridge to be able to get to Cano to be able to get to Bautista on the back end. Now that's that's definitely definitely different Ben, than what a lot of people would think at this point. But we had this discussion a little bit earlier, just shortening those games in the postseason. Uh, I know it's almost ten years ago now, but the Kansas City Royals in 2015 perfected that, where they made it a five five innings against the starter. All right, you're done. And Ben, obviously, and you mentioned it, uh, Batista Cano, just beasts at the back end of that bullpen. One more big time bullpen piece, and that's a five inning game basically. No doubt, and the key to that is our left-hander, C.N.L. Perez, who spent some time on the I.L., who was so good last year, guys. Look, he pitched an ERA, I think, of 1.06 last year. He is starting to find his way, and if he finds his way from the left side, you add another piece to that, and you can really start in the shorts of ball games to get, you know, to get to Cano and get to Bautista, who's having a year that, look, I can't even explain. It's hard to believe that Felix Bautista, guys, was pitching in double-A baseball or A-ball baseball just two years ago and doing what he's doing now. He's approaching 100 strikeouts out of the bullpen, which is just a crazy number when you think about it. He's averaging two strikeouts per inning. And so he's been really, really good. The concern maybe on the back end is our, our relievers have been used a lot this year because our starters weren't giving us length early in the year. And so I think that is a little bit of a concern. But right now, everybody seems to be healthy, knock on wood. And look, you know, we talk about the offensive side of things, and we're getting some performances. I mean, start with Aaron Hicks, right, who was let go by the Yankees. We'll pick him up because, you know, Cedric Mullins is hurt, and he's performed or really had a rough series in Tampa a little bit. But overall, he's been really, really well, doing well. Uh, you know, and, and so it's been a bunch of guys that, that just believe that they can. Austin Hayes, Sontan Dare is having a good year. Mountcastle's having an outstanding year. Rios is performing well. James McCann had a huge series the other day, you know. And so it's some good pieces right now that the Orioles have. And, and the, when people say, explain your team, I just say they're hungry. They're just a hungry team that just doesn't give up, and they'll fight you every at-bat, every pitch along the way. Ben McDonald with us right now, of course, on Mass and Broadcast for the Baltimore Orioles. Orioles now in first place in the American League East. Uh, ben, I just want to ask, of course, uh, you were a high-end prospect Grayson Rodriguez, another high-end prospect, sent down the first two starts back after being sent down these last week or so. Pretty good. Just when you're a young pitcher like that, getting sent down after a rough start to the year, how are you able to handle that when you come back to the majors, uh, especially when you have big-time expectations like Grayson does? Well, the good news with that is Grayson Rodriguez was okay with it. Like, he felt like he needed a reset. He needed to go down and work on his fastball command. You can't deny the stuff. The stuff's off the charts. Like, it's a fastball that's, you know, he was 101 the other day 
uh, for the first inning against the Dodgers, and he settled in about 97, 98. And they wanted to work on a little bit more fastball command. That's always the key for him, like it is for most pitchers. And he also felt like, guys, that he might have been tipping his pitches. There was a rumor going around that he was tipping some pitches. And so he went on and changed his mechanics a little bit, where he starts in the windup, where his glove is more tucked in to his belt and his chest now versus being way out in front of his chest when he was beginning. And so he corrected that. And whether it's true or not, when you feel like somebody had something on you and now you've corrected it, you feel like you have the confidence now. So Grayson Rodriguez has looked like a little bit different guy since coming back. He pitched it really well against Tampa the other day. The Dodgers' numbers don't look great because they end up giving up four and runs. But he left a couple of he, – he had the Dodgers just one run through five innings and ran into some trouble in the sixth, left a couple of runners on, and they came in, uh, inherited runners came in on that. But he's looked like the piece that we need on that back end, you know, in that rotation. And so it's tough. Look, I've been there before when when there's a lot of expectations. You're expected to do well. You're a young guy, 22 years old, 23, trying to figure out the big league level. It's never easy. But Grayson Rodriguez is one of those guys that you give him enough starts, and he's going to grow and learn. He's a smart guy. He's a student of the game. He'll get better as the season goes forward. He'll he'll start to figure some stuff out. And look out, guys, when that that light bulb starts to flicker a little bit, he's going to be a good one for sure. Ben, we got about 30 seconds. What is in the water in Louisiana? You're the first overall pick from LSU. You see Shaquille O'Neal, Chris Jackson, they played at LSU, Joe Burrow, uh, Odell Beckham. It's unbelievable. Angel Reese, of course, having a great career there as well. LSU and the talent you guys produce in a state where the population is only 25th in the nation. Yeah, you know, it's it's a lot of good athletes down there. It's a small state, as you mentioned, but, you know, the weather's always warm. And so baseball players are big-time football players. That's what kids grow up and do in, in Louisiana is you play sports. You play basketball, baseball, football, and other things. And we've been very fortunate in Louisiana to put out some really, really good athletes as of late. You know, and it's been a heck of a year for LSU. You talk about, I mean, Kim Mulkey with the national championship in women's basketball, the baseball team just won a national title as well. And so it's a good time to be a Tiger for sure. He's Ben McDonald. You can find him on Orioles broadcast, Masson, WBAL as well. Ben, thanks for hanging out with us today. Anytime, guys. Take care. When we come back, three-point stance here on Sharp Money. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Download the DraftKings app today, and new customers can bet $5 and get $150 in bonus instantly. Use the promo code VSIN when you sign up. DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full terms and conditions. Welcome back in. I'm Jeff Parles. It is Sharp Money. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson alongside. Big thanks to Ben McDonald and MLB Dream for hopping on this hour. I always love the guys who are from the Cajun area of the country. Always love talking to those guys. Absolutely. He's the anti-Will Clark. He's likable. He's fun to talk with. You ever talk to Will Clark? Well, Will Clark has a podcast now, and I've watched some of the clips, and it's like 80% just him cursing. <laughs> Will Clark seems like he's talking in a situation where somebody's about to get waterboarded about five seconds later. Like, that guy just hates everybody. I love no, I love it. I love people who hate people. We, we bond over that. Stop it. You don't, you don't hate people. You, I do. I, do. Uh, I don't. It's I'm not calling that I you out people. on your stick. It's not that I hate people. It's that I hate being around them and talking to them. There's a very simple solution. Don't go anywhere. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> By the way, real quick, I want to mention something soccer-wise. Uh, Kylian Mbappe wants to go to Real Madrid. Okay. They're offering, yeah, I think the signing bonus with him would be 11.1. 
The Saudi league has just offered him th- the deal, $332 million. Welcome to Riyadh. Well, it's $332 million just for the transfer fee for a PSG. Which they would be able to recoup their money on finally. Right. And then it's $700 million yeah. for oh, the I didn't year. see that. I saw yes. $700 when like you put it all to, when, when you put it all together, it's $1.1 billion with the transfer fee plus what they would play, pay Mbappe for one year of all. And then he could go to Real Madrid no problem. Well, first of all, the, the <laughs> by the way, there are a lot of th- it, it, look. I know there's there's the 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 human things with everything we know. Obviously, with you talking about the human rights, yeah, the human rights. Hold on one second. I want to object on that. None of these athletes are governments. That so is not I, their issue. So, so that was that, that was not the point I was I'm making. Sorry. Anyway, but. Someone offered me seven hundred and seventy-one million dollars for one year. It's it's almost impossible to pass up. Well, I I give you credit. You're saying it's almost I said impossible. Almost. I, I for my case, it. almost wouldn't even be in there. I would I I would use the Charles Barkley line. Do you have a pen? The the exact number is they're trying to pay Mbappe seven hundred and sixteen million to play one season. Yes, yes, and then he can go to Real Madrid, no problem. Again, Mbappe and PSG are having all sorts of why? fights. Which is wh- why? Because no, there's no, no. always drama. No, no, no. Why, after you make seven hundred and seventy-six million dollars, would you ever want to do anything ever again? Well, because that's he, also he, a good point. <laughs> <laughs> that's also a good point. You know what? Like, I hate that he next? said that because he's absolutely right. Like, what's next? <laughs> like, what, what's going to top that feeling? Like, and then by the way, you're going to go wherever you go. You'd be like, he can make a hundred million. to be like, I'm underpaid. <laughs> I, the, yeah, you're right about that. No, he's, he's, Dustin's 100% right. How, how old is Mbappe right now? Mbappe is only 24. 24? I mean, he's one of the greatest players in the world. He's still young. I, I'm going to tell you right now, I would be shocked, shocked if he doesn't end up going to Saudi. I mean, he's, I mean, the, the PSG's close to accepting, accepting think, the transfer fee. Real quick, think about this. All the people that criticized Dustin Johnson, uh, Brooks Kepka. Uh, Cam Smith for taking the live money. They all took the money. And by the way, they got the money, but the li- they merged. Well, and also, too, well, just the soccer thing. The Saudi League was nothing until Ronaldo decided, you know what? I'm just taking the money. I and respect they, the hell out of He's already richer than everybody in soccer, and he takes it. I love it. I yeah. didn't know there was a Saudi League until no. just now. No, I mean, Ronaldo's, Ronaldo's over there. Over there. Uh, Men- Mendy went over yeah. from Chelsea this offseason. You know what's great about soccer? It has more stars that have one-name names. Than every other sport. Well, well, so yes. Some of that's that's true. Yes. By the way, you know how you realize, like LeBron. I don't know how on Instagram how many followers LeBron has. I think it's like 180 million yeah, or something. Did, yeah, we did that when uh, yeah. when Messi signed. Did, yeah, yeah. The by the way, Mes- did you see? Like, I, I give LeBron credit. Nobody's more critical of him than I am. But he showed up. Like, I mean, and by the way, Messi kind of had that. Uh, uh, Slatan Ibrahimovic start when Ibrahimovic scored those ridiculous goals in LA. You see Messi with the one in the set piece in the 93rd minute. I think it was. Yep, it was unbelievable. It was classic Messi. Mm. What? Was it? Some bullet. If he's the best player in the world, why did it take 94 minutes to score in the MLS? Ah, there we go. First off, it wasn't in the MLS. He's playing Club Azul, right? Whatever. I don't remember. Club Azul. Yeah. Regardless good, good of who it is. See, see, I see. I, I got hater, you there. Hater. I got you there. Uh, but regardless, uh, that will be a lot of fun, regardless of how it is, even though there seems to be a war over turf versus grass in the MLS now because Messi doesn't want to play on well, turf. Well, I saw one, one uh, team he won't play. Not, he won't play in Charlotte. Then, Char- yeah, Charlotte yeah, refused yeah. to put in, in natural grass for him to play, which is idiotic because 
what they will make ticket-wise yes. could buy Correct. them 10 but different turf field or Correct. grass fields. Also, why are you not playing your soccer games on grass to begin with? That's another argument that's ridiculous well, I, also from the MLS. To bring this back to the NFL, I think we're going to, in the next five years, Everything every NFL team will be back on grass. They should be. They should be. You're talking about the field turf going It's going to end up being in the next, whenever the, the CBA so, is up. you know, to your point, the Houston Texans, during their home games, that field looks so good. Even a slow guy like who runs as fast as molasses like I do, I look like I feel like I would be fast on that field. Turf. Look, all the turf stuff made sense, like in the late seventies, eighties, whenever it was invented. Sure, because we didn't have the the ability. These teams were, were operating at different types of budgets. They weren't. They were big business, but they weren't quite the big business they are now. Where you literally can't lose money if you own an American pro sports franchise. I understood wanting to cut costs and have something like turf that you just kind of set it and forget it. We live in a different world where you can hire a whole team. It will end up costing you nothing in the end on your books for the for the the uh, annual uh, money for the, that you spend every your budget every year. And in the end, you won't even realize it. And guess what? Your players will stay healthier. I, I tell you what. Make a note of this. July twenty fourth, Dustin with his best point. <laughs> Look, a lot of people struggle in GM Pacific. A lot of people in this business struggle in July. It's the only time I have anything to say because everyone else shuts up and lets me speak. I actually know he you really did make some excellent points there, and I agree with him. So uh speaking of what Dustin was saying, let's go to the NFL now. So I running backs on strike? That would be something else if that were to happen. There was apparently the Zoom meeting over the weekend that Austin Eckler put together with a collection of the top backs in the league, Nick Chubb, uh, Barkley was on that call, Josh Jacobs. And, you know, it's it's an interesting premise. Of course, obviously, it would go, come up to the NFLPA to do anything, but <laughs> Nick Chubb was was asked about this this week, or over the weekend, I should say. Here's what Nick Chubb had to say on that running back summit. McCaffrey and Derrick Henry and Saquon all had a lot of good points, but the biggest thing is that we're the only position that our production hurts us the most, you know. If we go out there and run 2,000 yards with so many um, carries, the next year they're going to say, you know, you're probably worn down. That's the biggest thing that I took from it. It's just, I mean, it's tough. You know, we, it hurts us just to go, out, to go out there and do good. It hurts us at, at the end of the day. You know, it's, it's an interesting point. Nick Chubb is really, at this point, he's the last running back to fairly, quote-unquote, fairly get paid based off of what the running backs want. And I'm all... Saquon Barkley versus Josh Jacobs are two different cases this offseason. Eckler's another one who demanded a trade. No one even bothered even looking at it because he wouldn't get a long-term deal with it. Barkley's one thing because he's so important to the Giants' offense. I think Josh Jacobs should take the money, personally, from the Raiders. Should have taken the money. I I tend to agree with you, uh, you know, but everybody's got a different perspective, and they want to be paid what they believe themselves to be worth. Guys, to me, it's hard to see a scenario where we have a running back drafted as high as Saquon Barkley ever again, and then running backs paid at a level that we saw Ezekiel Elliott get six years, $90 million. I think Zeke's big contract is the last one. A guy like Dalvin Cook gets outright released by the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, to me, he still can play. It's not like this guy's 38 years old and he's carrying a piano. You can win, though. You look at the last few. Legarrette Blunt was the leading rusher in like three of the last ten Super Bowls. No, minutes. you're not. No, you know what? Here's the thing. Two things. Number one, they're not going to get paid. And he, Dustin's absolutely right. He made this point. Uh, I think it was Dustin who made the point. And I went back and looked. You look at these teams that have won about the last ten Super Bowls. 
There's no name running backs no, on these teams. You actually benefit from actually spreading that money. Like the Giants, remember Earth, Wind, and Fire? Yeah. When they, when they had three guys, they yeah. had Bradshaw, Derek Ward, and, and Brandon Jacobs. It's actually more beneficial to have three diverse running backs who can carry you through the whole season than to waste all that money into one guy. Look at Philadelphia this year. Philadelphia is paying less money to all of the running backs on the roster than Miles Sanders is making with the Panthers now. Well, because the Eagles' best running back also plays quarterback. DeAndre Swift, when he's healthy, he's good, Amal. Just I, remember, the, the Indianapolis Colts didn't win a Super Bowl with Edger and James. It was Joseph, Joseph Adai, Adai and Dominic Rhodes. Yeah, Dominic Rhodes. There we go. That's a pull right there. That works on the Immaculate Grid now. So uh, you, you, really, you really think it was Edge's fault? No. What I'm saying, well, no, you could take that money, though, and shore up the defense. I don't with disagree. You, there's other with you. areas. It's, to me, it's like a, a big man in basketball. Unless you are Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic, there's a bunch of Jags out there. Jags just the guy. There's just random seven-footers, and you can win with JaVale McGee. thought he was going to say Judge Advocate General. I don't know what I thought he was going to say, but it was neither <laughs> of what you guys said on that. All right, when we come back. Uh, you know what, Amal? Step away from sports, at least for a part of them all in and them all out, because there's one thing that Dustin listed that I really want to hear you talk about. We'll tell you what it is next on Sharp Money. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. 
That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. We all know about the speed of sound, but have you ever thought about the sounds of speeding? Drive too fast and you could hear the sound of your vehicle crashing. Because one way or another, speeding catches up with you. Paid for by NHTSA. Welcome back in. Sharp Money's the show. VSIN's the network. I'm Jeff Parles. I'm all Shaw. Dustin Sweetelson here as well. Steve Fezzik, professional sports better, with us 15 minutes from now. Dustin, we will uh, try to fit in 8,000 topics with Fez today. In two well, seconds. that's what he does. He's... You know, it's a Monday. He spent all weekend tweeting at people and seeming like an internet bully. And then he'll come on the air and people will watch it thinking he's going to be this mean, aggressive guy and realize he's very thoughtful, nice, and sincere. And he's, he's a dichotomy in the betting space. He, he is, again, there. it is two different people. Steve Fezzik on Twitter or X or whatever the heck it's called now. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and Fezzik in person. Very few people that are nicer than him in person. Sidebar real quick. I talked to Patrick over the weekend for the first time in, in a couple weeks. Well, who is Patrick? The normal host of this show. And yes, I, know I was Patrick. like, by the way, since you've been gone, I don't know if you know this, but Twitter died. We created an alternative Twitter called Threads, and now Twitter is back, but it's rebranding as X. And he was like, I don't know anything of what you just said. And Threads also died in the process also. And really? Oh. It never really had a chance to live. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't, everyone and was excited. You, Dustin, that's why I didn't sign up for it. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. Your Instagram automatically can sign you up for it. So it's there if you want it. Well, thank you. I appreciate the option. It's waiting. <laughs> I still don't know how to use it. I like because I, it doesn't show up chronologically. We're all just going to end up on Twitter and complaining about how Twitter's never going to get right. Kind of like my parents complain about their marriage. I don't even know how to segue off. Of that I, I was just getting ready to say, let's just move on. I, I don't know I, how I to like, segue off. Of that. I like so, the top. Uh, I like the top one. He's got an all in and all out. All right, so I'm all in. I'm all out. So you know what? We'll do this first because you said you liked it. So we, I'll ask you the question. If you could only watch one conference play football all season long, it would be the SEC. But would you ever consider throwing that out the window and going to say, I'm just going to watch my Buckeyes because I'm a fan? Well, first of all, I won't answer this question honestly just because I don't want to give the league credit. But, yeah, absolutely. Are you kidding me? I, first of all, is there anything better? Remember, you guys are a little bit young, but when CBS had the NBA Finals, the music which Fox Sports took on college basketball was amazing. The theme, and then wait—that's originally from the NBA and CBS. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Brent oh. Musburger, it was unbelievable. Pat O'Brien, Brent Musburger, and those guys. Well, the games aren't on tape delay anymore. Mom. Yeah, well, <laughs> and then um, the CBS when you hear the coming in on Saturdays, it's it's great. Um, Listen, I'm, I'm not a fan of the league, but I love the fact that having lived in that part of the country in Florida, that these teams, I'm sorry, the areas get behind their teams like they do professional teams. And it's about those teams. I mean, whether it's Georgia, Alabama, LSU, Florida, Tennessee, it, it's really unbelievable. A&M, it, it is by far the best league. What I always find entertaining is how the Big Ten tries to compare itself to that. I'm like, listen, just, just if you're – just assume who you are. The Big Ten has had two national titles outside of Ohio State since, like, what, 66, I think? I don't even know what year Sparty won. Um, but the SEC has been so dominant. It is by a mile the best league, and it's the best league to watch. 
It's well, the most entertaining. It's clearly, like you said, the most entertaining. But here's the deal, though. No, it's you, not the most entertaining. Do you want to? Do you want to watch Vanderbilt play Missouri? Okay, do you want to do that? You, yeah, but you, I'm like a, I'm like a crackhead when it comes to college football. I'm like fired up. Like that's like a national title game. On, college v- football, I'm fired up for everything. Compare Vander, Vanderbilt, Missouri, and now go take the next two worst teams from the next couple hey, power look, five conferences. Look, I, I look. Purdue, I, 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 I get excited over how incompetent we could get bad Rutgers against anyone in the Big how Ten. About when, how about that. when like Iowa plays Penn State and you look up at the fourth quarter and it's 12-10 State College and the Nittany Lions were a 19-point favorite and you're going, trouble brewing as Penn State down by two with the ball on fourth and 10 at their own 17 with five minutes to go. Well, you're not a fan of uh, no touchdowns? Not a fan of totals and totals in the twenties. I, I actually am because I'm under better in college football. I tend to be a little bit more over, but listen, I, if you ask me not strictly, my favorite conference to watch though, is the PAC 12. The best football. Yeah. Because anybody pretty much when you look at one through 12 minus Colorado right now, and the way Cal is play, Washington state and Cal right now, the league for a long time, you could have anybody because everyone's got quarterbacks in that league for yeah. a long time. Yeah, and I, I think, like, the Big 12, the offensive Big 12, boom. I love the Big 12. But I would say Pac-12 is a little bit less offense with a little bit more defense than the Big 12. Yeah, I would agree with you. I'm a little bit biased because I covered the Big 12 for a long time. I, I like the league, but I got to tell you, they got bad weather spots when you go to Manhattan, you go to Ames in the middle of November. It's freezing with the wind. I just say, look, you could take Georgia and Alabama out of the mix in the SEC and you could give me those middle SEC teams. I'll watch South Carolina, especially right now with the way they're coached by Beamer. Tennessee's fun to watch with their offense. I love Arkansas with Pittman. Yeah. Like, and even like Arkansas where they had Petrino were an entertaining team. Well, that's your, you make a great point. I look forward to on a Saturday, whether it's in Fayetteville or it's in College Station, Arkansas playing A&M. I know it's going to be a competitive game. It is also, too... You get Georgia against these horrible teams, but you're right. It happens at every conference. You get Ohio State against Northwestern now. Yeah. It's going to be. Well, hey, Georgia's schedule, I agree with everyone. It stinks, but it really stinks because Florida stinks. And it's not their it's fault true. Florida it, stinks. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that is right. Yeah. I'll give you that. All right, Amal. Non-sports related here. Replying to an email within the company, replying all, deserves a punishment. I agree with you on that. Here's the thing, though. I want to know what type of punishment you have to that you'd be given out there. No, the worst is the first person makes the mistake; they don't see it. I, I let them slide oh, a little bit. It's the ones point. afterwards okay. that you're like, "What is wrong with you, you dolt? Do you not see the? I no, thank you. I can't attend. Like we we see it. I, I don't know. To me, I'm very very particular. One of the things that I do on email, I don't actually put the person's name into the email until I'm ready to send. Smart. Because if I don't maybe want to adjust what I wrote or I accidentally send it halfway through or something happens, I would rather just wait. I leave the message, I mean, the addressee blank until I'm completely ready to send. So you so you, you go plausible deniability then? Absolutely. But everyone's done it at least once. Can't say I have. I'm I very have not, neurotic about it. I'm very neurotic repli- about it. I have not replied all to a work-related Okay, email. mine was not work-related. It was, Amal, love this. It's my old barber. <laughs> he emailed his entire client list, but didn't blind copy everyone. Rookie. So it was like 150 people, maybe 200 people on this email. And he's like, hey, if I started my own barbershop, would you all come or would you still go to the old barbershop where I work now? I was the first one by mistake to hit reply all, and I didn't. My buddy was on the list. He goes, you're an idiot, and you just ruined everyone's life. Cause you're... And I was like, oh, no, everyone's going to hate me. Then everyone else started replying all with the same thing. 
You know what's worse than the reply alls on email? So I, I was, you I, caused a horrible reaction. I was so annoyed that one, I did it, and then even more annoyed that everyone else just continued to do it with me. So the reply all is generally a mistake. You know what's really worse is when you get in these like group texts no, uh, during the holiday I'll season. I'll leave them. Hey, happy holidays. And there's like 25 people on there. You don't know 20 of them. And you're like, I don't need to know. Who the hell is this from XYZ area code? If I have to scroll, if there were so many messages sent in the group text and I have to scroll at all, whatever's not on the screen when I happen to open it, I will never consume that information. So it's like it never happened. You never communicated it. I'm with you on the group text thing, too. That's just, just. Dreadful. I actually think that's worse than email because it's easier to ignore your email. You can't ignore your text. I hate group texts. Group texts are not good. By the I, way, I'm with you on that. I, I like this next one, Dustin S. Waking up without an, alar- without an alarm is best, but waking up before your alarm is bad. Absolutely accurate. All in on that one. Happens to me a lot. I wake up five minutes before my alarm a lot, which I'm always like, cool, I didn't wake up with an alarm, but then in my head I'm like, I also had five more minutes to sleep, so kind of torn. Well, I did that this morning. Did that exactly this morning. And I'm like, oh, what am I going to do now? Because it was, it was, if it's so, the rule with this for me is if it's over 30 minutes, I'll try to go back to sleep. But when you get in that little area where it's 22 minutes to a, to 30, yeah, that's kind of like, oh, is it, it's not going to be good. It's not going to be even good for me to go back Agreed. for that short. short. Anything 20 minutes before I, Did- I'll, I'll, I'll just get up. Carl's is from the New York, New Jersey area. Did you work for 1010 Wins? You give, you said, you 20, give 20, yeah. he said 22 minutes. minutes. You, you give us 22, 22 minutes, minutes, we'll give you the world. The world. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, come on yeah. now. <laughs> come on. Hey, look, like, I, that sticks with you if you grow up in that yeah, area. Absolutely. That's why I know. All the time. I also have a rule for naps. Nothing less than 90 minutes. Oh, I can take an hour. I slept an hour this morning because I had to get up for a flight. I mean, it was perfect. That one hour is amazing. No, no. 90 minutes minimum for naps. I, I can do an hour, but the problem is feel awful. The problem hour. The problem is though, if I'm committed to an hour nap, then all of a sudden I don't fall asleep until 20 minutes into the into the into the clock. Basically, then I'm in trouble because 40 minutes is bad. Re- real quick, by the way, in this day and age, because I use military time, nobody should ever have excuses for setting the wrong alarm on an iPhone with AM PM. I do it all the time. I think my favorite one ever is I meant to set one for 2:30 PM. Set it for 2.30 a.m. Got woken up in the middle of the night because of it. That was not a fun day. Were you working follow the money? No, I was just an idiot. That's all. That's all for that. Steve Fezzik, he joins us in studio next. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK systems sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.